that's the most you could get from me until we're like you know face to face again i just can't sing the song you know it just, I just i'm just so low energy you know a little jingle like an official jingle yeah, there, well, there is one. Um, uh, apparently, like, uh, because like we would be messing around during the podcast, and I'll just start singing like "Robot and the Bear," and like Eric, sn- like, grab the audio of it and like would throw it in uh, to the <laughs> beginnings of some of them. I don't know what. Yeah, it's. Still- it's uh, I haven't lately, but yeah. for a long time it was the beginning, and it was at the very end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, I was like, ah. Because I, I, I kind of like, I'm waiting for him to make a new one. Yes, yeah. One of these yeah. days. It'll happen. Yep. It'll happen yep. probably next year. So welcome to Robot and the Bear, number 61, with Mr. Scott Tullison with the greatest background ever. Yes. Look I'm, at that. You're a little distorted sounding. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. A little bit. I'm sorry about that. It's all good. Scott Tullison with the eyeball yes, in the background. all seeing right. eye. Yeah. With, the, with ears. I'm in the house of Illuminati right now. Yeah. So, do you have a green screen back there? Like, why is it? Why does oh, it? You know, actually, you, you might have a point. This this is painted green. Oh. So maybe because it's painted green, it's picking up. It's telling the camera just to pick that area up. That's a good. I didn't think about that. I mean, there's this one little spot you can kind of see it's green. Well, I have a yeah. line right here, but then yeah, it's painted green and it comes over. So oh. I mean, yeah. Whoa. Wow. Okay, now we know. That's why. <laughs> you need to paint those shutters green, Eric, and then you get to start dropping all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. I don't even know how to do that thing with, with you know. Oh, it's in their preferences. Uh, yeah, it's in preferences. Um, okay, I'll try it one day. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. even know how. Yeah, it's super easy. Okay. So, um, We've had a couple of interactions before with Giant Robot. We did a long time ago. We did the um, Bartholomew Punchy Face release at Giant Robot. But the one thing that brings all three of us together now is Pop Shop. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Eric, of course, is our resident veteran. You know, I'm like you know the sophomore, and you and Scott, you're you're the freshman. You're you're just you're coming in. You're you're debuting. I am. I'm actually my first show's on Saturday, and I'm. I'm. Uh, it's giving me an excuse to go through stuff, mm. like box years of boxes and boxes. Wow. Artist proofs, uh, samples, uh, back stock, um, and it's funny because um, I'm really like you guys do the convention, the, the convention circuit. So I'm really bad at after conventions throwing things in a box and just putting them in a corner and just kind of forgetting about them. So this is giving me an excuse to go through those boxes and be like, oh, I have this stuff. So I'm excited about it. So do you actually, when you go to a convention and you get get stuff, does that box in the corner include other stuff that you get from other people? (laughs) Sometimes it does. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I actually pulled out a couple things uh, in a box uh, uh, a week and a half for two weeks ago that I completely forgot I bought that I had from a convention. And I, and I was just like, I thought I bought this, but I, I couldn't find it. Yeah. I, so I'm, I'm your, your typical artist, totally unorganized, um, stereotype. So, uh, yeah, I, I found a box from a zine fest uh, and it's like, I was thinking, Oh yeah, this is going to be all giant robot junk. I open it. It's all the zines that I got from a zine fest from like two years ago that I never even looked at. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. bought a bunch, I put it in a box and did the what you did, put it in a corner. Yeah. I opened it up and I'm like, I think this isn't even last year. I think this is like two years ago. So it's like treasure, you know. But oh, I still have yeah. toys that I haven't <laughs> terrible. opened. Oh, like, terrible. Uh, from four years ago that are wow. in still in the original, like you know, bags that you know, uh, con exclusive bags that the you know they 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 were like you know putting them in. It's um like you, you just kind of get caught up in the entire like it's like a Black Friday kind of thing when you go to a con right you know of any kind like a zine fest or like a comic con or something like that like especially if you're like new to all of it you're just like you get really amped up and you're excited and you got all this money in your pocket and you're like all right i'm going to freaking buy one of this is this an exclusive i'm going to totally buy that i'm going to buy this and then you know in the beginning you get excited and you would open it up and like you know like look at it but then after a while you just kind of let it like get catch dust like you know yeah. in the dark recesses of your living space yeah. but part of it is if you're a vendor you get home you're like oh that was a tough weekend of hard work the last thing i want to do is look at stuff that i bought so yeah. I, I usually yeah then i think i'm gonna look at it later and then i'm still tired the next day then tired the next day after that yeah. and then i'm then i forgot about that box up by then <laughs> and i'm on to the next thing and i'm like oh man i already forgot so yeah the 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 tiredness supersedes the excitement of looking at zines or whatever I got. So yeah, it kind of works like, that way. It's almost like, okay, I did that. It's over with. I'm on to the next thing. And then yeah. you just almost don't, and you just don't even want to think about it. Um, Cause you're, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what happens to me. And, and actually this, I mean, honestly, the pop shop thing is a blessing in disguise because uh, when, when conventions do come around, I'm so focused on like, getting new stuff for it or, you know, even stuff from the year before that I don't really go through archived stuff like that. Um, because to me, like, it's kind of, it's kind of old stuff, but like, um, the pop shop thing is nice because it's like, well, now I'm at my house, I can go through boxes and, and I don't have to lug things to a convention. So I feel like it's right here to show and to sell. And, and, um, also for like, for new fans or people that don't know my work, I, you know, I can pick through something that's like 10 or 12 years old and I can talk about it and say, Hey, yeah, I made this thing that you probably, you might wow. not know about. Um, wow. But, yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool that way as well. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do the pop shop thing in that room? Like right where you're sitting? Yeah. Yeah, I am actually. Okay. So question, what is above you? There's like a shelf above oh, your right, ceiling right here. Yeah. What's, what's, oh, it's wow. Like a cube. So like, this so that's like a stash shelf right there that kind of goes deeper than your ceiling. Yeah. So I'm in like a, what is this? Like a, it's a, a prefab shed essentially. Um, I don't know the measurements. I think it's like a 10 by 15 or 12 by 15. And um, yeah. And I just like, this is my studio that's separate from the house. Uh, so I, this is where I come out to work and everything. Um, yeah. Wow. So it's not even done yet. Like I have so much, uh, I'm just going to fill it with crap eventually. And, and all this stuff up here is just like temporary. Like, you know, this is like a Boba Fett uh, prototype helmet that I haven't opened yet. And these are. I see some baby Yodes right there. Baby Yoda. And that's another Boba Fett helmet. So th- this stuff doesn't necessarily stay in there. Like, a lot of times I just throw it up there to get it out of the way temporarily. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Speaking Can of you Star cr- Wars, um, yeah. 
I know, uh, from my understanding, you are also like kind of do art direction stuff for Disney. Yeah, yeah, not not at the moment. Um, the furlough is still is still intact. Um, oh, as you know, like I don't know if you guys keep up on the Disneyland news at all, but um, oh. the the parks and Disneyland and well, Disney is really um, pushing uh, uh, Newsom to open up um, soon and. Um, you know, whether you believe, like, for me, like, obviously, I have a bias, like, I want to be open, right, because I work there, and I want to, uh, but it's still, I mean, it still feels kind of weird, like, I wouldn't go there now, right, like, I wouldn't attend, I wouldn't go to Disneyland, but personally, like, I want to get back to work, so it's this weird, like, conflict, and, and with my job, it's not, um, so what's weird is before the pandemic, I was juggling like five projects, you know, and these are projects like art directing, um, this type of thing, uh, with five projects. So they just did a blanket, like everyone is furloughed. Like it doesn't matter. Like if you're a part of the, or this, you know, this, um, like level, um, even like executives were furloughed. So like even people like way above me. And, um, so it feels weird to, um, I've kind of gotten used to it though, to be honest. Oh, wait. What was your job, I guess, to be clear? Because we kind of were talking about it, oh, but yeah. I don't, um, those at home might not know. Yeah, sorry. So um, it's art, I'm an art director and uh, with live entertainment. So all, this, all of our projects are uh, parade related, um, shows in the parks, um, any kind of wow. character, meet and greets, those type of things. But it's, you know, it start, I started off being exclusively at Disneyland, but we've like gone globally now. So um, I've, I've worked in Hong Kong. Um, and I've done things in other parks, but, you know, it's it's sort of grown since I've been there, which is like 21 years ago is when I started. Wow. Um, You're a vet. So, wait, yeah. what's the best Disneyland in the world, in your opinion? Oh, or, uh, sorry, uh, Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, that? that that's, that's, is that newer? No, I've never been there. Yeah. Is that new? No. That's not new. No, no, no it's okay. not new. Uh, the, both Tokyo parks. <laughs> I, have you – have? You guys haven't been? No. Uh, it is like, it's insane. The amount of detail, the amount of money really poured into those parks. Because what it is, is like, so what happened is, is uh, just a quick, like, Please. You know, walk through of what happened. Um, so Japan wanted a Disney theme park, uh, but they, so what happened is, is Disney licensed, uh, you know, all the, like everything, um, the IP to the OLC, which is the Oriental Land Company. So essentially the Oriental Land Company, they throw as much money as they want into the parks and, and at Disney to develop the rides and attractions and everything. Um, so the, the money just flows and there's no sort of like, what happens here is it gets caught up and it's all political and everything. Over there, it's like the OL, OLC says, we want we want to throw uh, 80 million at an attraction for little mermaid and then they get uh wdi involved in it and it just happens so um they're the rides the attractions the food um the entertainment everything the everything over there is just insanely top notch but it's like you know it's like japan so like it's like anywhere in japan wherever you go it's just like you know overload like sensory overload so imagine that in a disney theme park and that's exactly what it is yeah but the disney here is pretty good what what, what can be better like it isn't it good 
Like the Disney yeah. here in Anaheim, I go there and I'm like, whoa, this is pretty good. Yeah, That's I mean, pretty good. This, what what am I? What can Japan do more than that? I don't get it. <laughs> this is the original, so yeah, it, this one's charming. Over there, it's it's uh, it's just a different. Like every Disney theme park has. A I mean, do they have sushi? Like, what do they what do they got yeah. there that's so much better? They have the food is better. They have sushi. They have exclusive food. So each of their lands, everything in that land is exclusive to that land. So if you go to um, Tomorrowland, like all the food, all the merchandise, um, everything that you get, you can only get there. Whereas here, it's like kind of spread out. Oh, so um, do they have Star Wars there too? Uh, they do not have a story. Ah, so there. That sucks. All right. USA. Anaheim. Did you go to when did you, when did you go to Star Wars Land, Eric? I haven't gone. <laughs> but I know it's cool. I I know people who went. I know it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been like waiting for an opportunity to like you know um, get Scott to sneak me yeah. into the park, but like pandemic. I know. You know, I was like, I was like, you know what? Fuck. Like when it first opened, when Star Wars Land first opened up, I was like, fuck this. It's only one ride. It's supposed to be two rides. I want to fucking wait. I'm not gonna. Like, I'm gonna wait for the second ride to open up. You know, and I'm gonna. And then I'm gonna like you know bug you know. Like my buddy who works with uh, with Disney, and he's gonna fucking get my ass in there, and it's gonna be awesome, and I want to experience both rides, and you know, and then pandemic. And now it's over. Well, we'll never, <laughs> none of us will ever go again. It's done. <laughs> Closed down. So, so you only work on uh, you work on Disney stuff, but wait, did you say worldwide, or did you just the one? Is it just the ones here? Yeah, globally. So what? Oh, I, okay. Uh, so three or four years ago. Um, I can't remember. It's three or four years ago. Uh, I did. I art directed the um, uh, Jedi Training Academy and some character meet and greets and at Hong Kong Disneyland. So, uh, God, like a good three months out of that year, I was gone and uh, working over there, um, which was awesome. Like it was an amazing cool. experience. Um, the the unfortunate thing is, is I had gone to so just a personal experience. I right before I went to Hong Kong for the first time, I'd gone to Japan for the first time. So I spent like two and a half weeks in Japan and I was like, oh, cool. I'm, you know, like, what's Hong Kong going to be like? And I got there and I'm like, it's cool, but it's not Japan. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was fun to be away still, but I was like. Do it the other way around next yeah, time. Because yeah. mm -hmm. you went to, you ate dessert first, you know, then you yeah. ate like, you ate like, you know, plate of shit or something. Yeah. <laughs> not quite shit, but I mean. Yeah, just a mediocre, you know, mediocre meal at Denny's or something. But you went to the best dessert ever first. No, true. Yeah. True. I yeah. remember uh, last, yeah. uh, one time I went to Japan, I, I stopped in Taiwan first. And Taiwan's great. I love Taiwan. It's got the grit of China, but like some of the like leftover elements of Japan because Taiwan used to be a, a Japanese colony. Um, but, you know, and then I went to Japan and, you know, and memories of Taiwan just kind of got pushed to the corner as I was like immersed in the, <laughs> <laughs> the madness yeah. that is Japan. Yeah. Wait, so, so, okay. Japan's theme, uh, Disney theme park is different from, it, it is different and you, and apparently better. If you were going to Japan again, would you make it a point to go to the Disney theme park? Oh, for sure. 
And really, yeah. Wow. You know what's crazy is uh, Luke. Luke can attest to this. Um, I'm not really a Disney guy. Like, right. I, I'm just a like. I love my job. I, you know, I love the people I work with. Most of them, well, some of them. Uh, <laughs> like, I love the, the the career there and and what comes with it and and all that. But I never like grew up being like, yes, I'm gonna work at Disney. Um, and then, you know, Disneyland, I, I hate going. I just, if I don't have to go, I won't go. But I will tell you, when I went to, when I went to those parks in Japan, like, after I left, I was rejuvenated. I was like, I was like company man again. I'm like, yeah, Disney's amazing. So I would, <laughs> I would definitely go back just to see what's different. And it's always changing. And again, every single attraction, everything's quality there. So for sure, I'd go. Wow. And so what's the difference? There's sea. So is that like Little Mermaid and stuff? Or what is the difference? I didn't know there was two until quite recently. Yeah. So they do have Little Mermaid over there. It's it's kind of, uh, there's not really, the theme is sea, but it's sort of loosely themed to that. So there's like a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride. There's a journey to the center of the earth. There is a Little Mermaid um, like complex. It's, it, it's an indoor thing that is just crazy. It's insane. Wow. Um, and there's like a, there's like a big ship there with a, with a restaurant in it. So there's a lot, and it's just a lot of it's just a big it's a lot of land. Um, oh, is it cheap? Like you go there, it's only thirty dollars. So no. you know what sucks for me? Okay. You know what sucks for me is I get free entrance into any theme park, like Disney theme park, except for Japan because <laughs> it's owned by the OLC. So any any employee perks. Uh, do not apply. Mm. So no discount oh. on anything. No no free tickets. Yeah, so so I had you're to saying you would plan. you would pay to go into these? Yeah. Places. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. For sure. So it must be really good. That's an, it, that's interesting thing for people to know. I guess that I would think. Why would I go there I, to I never, just? It would just be redundant. I'd no, be like going back to Dis Anaheim, but in Japan. You know, like no, why would I go? I promise. Like you'd be. I mean, really? you ha if you're in the theme parks, like if you're not in the theme parks, like don't go. But like if you like theme parks or if you like them, even if you just like them, I definitely go because it's it's a it's an insane um, time. Mm. Wow. That's yeah, that's I, that's surprising I, to hear. OK, yeah. especially cool. for me, Scott, because I know like, yeah. you know, like you and I like when we like hang out like. You know, <laughs> I will like bust your balls about Disney, and like you would like, you know, uh, like you know, just know. And I, I know that you are. I I know of, of anyone out there. I know like you are not a Disney guy. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, and it's just yeah. The, anything that got me sort of back into Disneyland was uh, working on this when when Star Wars came around because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So. When Disney bought Lucasfilm, I was like, yes, this is, now we're talking. Like, even the Marvel stuff was, like, <laughs> I was happy about. But but Star Wars, I was like, yes. And then. Um, Until they came out with movies. And and then, and then yeah. What, what, how's it going, guys? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Star Wars movies. Broke what my heart. <laughs> Wait, so what are you working on now, man? Uh, so actually, uh, I'm working on my redoing my website. It's uh, it's like 10 years old now, and it's super embarrassing. Um, so I recommend not going there. Uh, but I'm, I'm like, 
I'm redesigning, working with someone redesigning my website, just simplifying it, um, streamlining it. Um, I'm, I got a bunch, a few things going, um, new toy projects coming out. Um, today, uh, just got released. Um, you guys are familiar with super plastic, mm-hmm. um, and, and janky toys. So it just, they just put out today that, um, the series three that I'm a part of, Oh. Uh, have a design in that. Um, gotta look it up. Some collaborations, a few collaborations with people. Um, yeah. Who are you collaborating with? Um, so I was not allowed to say, um, so I can, I can talk. It's, it's sort of in an infancy stage right now. We have the designs already fleshed out. We're just waiting for the sculptor to be free, which is going to be early next month, but I'm working with, uh, um, a hip hop artist, uh, Saya. S-I-Y-A out of New York hmm. um, and we're collaborating on a project together um, she's always she's a collector and actually she found me through pop shop funny enough um, and she just she just kind of uh, messaged me and like you know this was like this completely complimentary email like I love your stuff and the, and then we were just like chatting back and forth and she's like I've always wanted to make a toy and I was like well you know we could do a collaboration if you want and then she was just like totally stoked on the idea um so i you know i did some designs for her and she was like she i she was just blown away like i, I think she was just excited about the opportunity to do it because she's a collector and um, a lot mm-hmm. of times collectors they they want to do toys so i think the idea really was exciting for her so you know i did some drawings and she liked them and, and like i said we're working on getting it sculpted and um and then we'll go from there Cool. Nice. nice. Awesome. So I guess it's, um, you've been furloughed since March or I mean, was it March? <laughs> yeah. Or something. I, yeah. I think it was mm-hmm. like late March, March 20th rings the bell for some reason. And there's no, there's no, there's, and they haven't said anything or do they just kind of renew you month by month? Like, do they say another month, Scott? No, you know, what's there? actually frustrating. I, without going in, I don't want to like bash Disney too much, but I mean, I will say that what, what is frustrating is it's complete silence. Um, there's, there's nothing, there's no communication. Um, and it's, it's weird because I see both sides to it. Like, um, like if you're Disney, it's like, okay, well, we don't have anything to tell you because we don't know. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you have all these cast members that are, you know, their, their anxiety is high. And there's you're they're still your employees. So like any sort of like words to like calm them down or or whatever is like very much appreciated. Like like help mm-hmm. us out here. So it's been a little frustrating. I, I'm trying to just stay logical about it all and like oh, wow. they can't do anything, so they're not gonna say anything. But it it would be nice to have some sort of you know, everyone wants to know like I, I feel like at this point, like everyone's it feels like this at least that everyone's back to work except for me. <laughs> like I go out and it's like, everybody's work. Like, I mean, even, yeah. even in orange County, you know, cause I live right on the border of like OC and LA. Um, so our Trader Joe's is in orange County. Like um, a lot of restaurants we go to in orange County. And I was just over there a couple days ago, just driving around and I didn't realize they had lifted some of the bands. So I drove by a, um, so I drove by a gym and there's like a line outside and I'm like, what the hell? Like a gym and like a movie theater is biased too. There's people going to the movie theater. And I'm like, 
I'm, and then I was just thinking like, dude, if you can go into a movie theater, like that's this enclosed like area for two and a half hours, why can't you go to Disneyland that's mostly outside? You know, it just, it feels right. weird. And, and you can have all those restrictions and everything to still make it work. But um, I just feel, and it, it could be because Disneyland's sort of like the, the last, you know, domino to drop, I guess, before mm. everything, everybody feels like everyone's safe. Maybe it's something like that. I'm, I'm not sure. So is wait. So that means you manage the actors also. Like, do you do you handle that part? No. Oh, you don't. Like all the people that are wearing costumes and stuff. Oh no, 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 no. That's okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's a whole different department. I, I'm just okay. I'm just a designer, art director guy. I don't I don't have anything to do with um sort gotcha. of the, that end of things. I see. Yeah. Wow. Scary. Well, that doesn't <laughs> sound good, but okay. <laughs> That sounds rough, but okay. Well, yeah, it, it, not a surprise. You know, I'm keeping busy, and and like I, my family's good, everybody's good. So I, I don't. The, the hardships here are very minimal. Like luckily, like you know, we're all good at being home together. And there's, you know, my my kids are at a young enough age where they still play with each other. Um, they don't really fight too much, so we're 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 doing good. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. I was reflecting on the on um, like when I first like got to know you, Scott, and like I think I, that was around the time when you were still doing those plushes. Um, I forgot what they they were called. Um, yes. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't know what like, that's called. What was the what was that line called? The, the nose a lot. Yeah, the nose yeah. lots. Yeah, so it's it's my last name backwards, essentially. <laughs> and then like else. <laughs> that's a great name. That, that 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 is a pretty great name. And then like, but after like wow. that, you suddenly like you know, and you you did like vinyl versions of some of them as well, and you did like a bunch of designs that kind of felt like were in sync with the entire with the nose a lot kind of aesthetic but then like around um i don't know I, how long it was it like maybe like five years ago six years ago you kind of like suddenly made like this jump into safubi and you know you're like you kind of like just started doing a whole different like you know genre of like you know work and stuff like that and you know, I'm I'm constantly impressed by artists who are able to kind of just let go of one thing and move in completely what feels like completely different directions, you know. Yeah. And you're you're self-producing this stuff too. You're not like working like with a like closely with like a Monkey King or a Kid Robot on some of these on some of those projects, like you know the Deadbeat, um, Safubi and stuff like that. Yeah. You like, I'm just kind of curious, like your feelings about like the risks that, you know, kind of like are associated with those kind of transitions and um, like, how you, how do you deal with it? Or, uh, I mean, like, you know, how do you like, can, how can you like, just like invest so much in a, like almost kind of like a theory, like, I really like this design. Um, I have no idea if it's going to sell well, but I'm just going to freaking do it anyways. And it's going to cost me thousands of dollars to to create it. 
Yeah, so some of the stuff is self-produced, some of it's not. Um, all the Safubi pretty much is. Right. Uh, but as far as like the question of jumping around, I think, uh, I mean, to put it simply, like I get bored with <laughs> with doing one, like a thing. And, um, and it's just a personal thing. And it's also a challenge thing. So like, um, you know, because I have, because I have the Disney gig sort of like paying the bills, like I feel like the toy thing is more of a hobby to me. So I, I don't, I'm not really concerned with, um, uh, you know, failing, I guess, or, or like shitty toys. Cause I know I've made some really shitty toys, um, <laughs> that I, I don't even want to like look at or think about again. So again, but that's like part of the process, right? It's like, you got to do that before, you know, like, Oh, I can't do that again. Um, but like, um, can I show Luke, I think you've seen the, the, my next piece that's coming out with 3d retro. You might I don't that. think so. Can I, I plug that? I think Go ahead. No. Oh, plug it. Go for it. Yeah. So like, this is, this is actually on the boat right now coming over. Um, well, that light is bright. Um, Whoa. Trying oh, to cool. Wow, it's big. Yeah, wow. Let me turn this uh let me turn this thing off. Um that looks epic. References. Sorry, I'm gonna turn off this uh virtual background. Oh, oh, oh. oh. there we go. <laughs> but um this is an Imperial Lotus Dragon. Um uh, yeah, this thing is like insane. This is a vinyl piece that I, I wow. with 3D retro. Um mm. And it just wrapped up production uh, last week. So it's actually on the boat coming over right now. Um, cool. Yeah, it's pretty insane. It's, it's, I would say this is the most elaborate toy that I've worked on. Mm -hmm. each, I mean, each one of these like little pedals up here is its own individual piece. Are you serious? Yeah, I think I counted it one time. I think there's 32 individual pieces on this. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, and, yeah, like, like yeah. Th this is one piece, the nose is one piece, it has a tongue, the teeth are one piece, the eyebrows are one piece, that the horn's a piece, this is a piece, this is like like ten or so pieces. Yeah, it's it's that's it's, a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and, it's gonna be like two thousand dollars or how much is that? No, gonna... I you know, I don't know what the re I think so we're only so here's one colorway. Um, I, we're only making a hundred of each is the plan. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't actually know exactly what the, Whoa. Re cool. the recall is, but I think it's going to be around 200. Right. That's right. cool. Um, and it comes in a, it'll come in like a magnetic, uh, flip case box, uh, with foam. So like a premium box that it's going to come in with like a little story with it and everything. Nice. Um, but yeah, so this is like the darker version. Wow. That's impressive. There's got to be a glow in the dark in there, man. You got to throw in that glow in the dark. <laughs> so what's funny is the, the way we were able to get, okay. So the way we were able to get these made, it, it kind of worked out to our advantage because um, when we, when I sent out for a quote for this, this job came in at 80 grand, $80,000 to make. Jesus. Yeah. So what I had to do was, um, so the factory that we're working with, you know, he, he came back with like 80 grand and I was like, we're, we're not even close. Like we're not even close. Um, so what, what we decided on is, um, he liked the piece so much that he threw, he's like throwing in some money if he gets two colorways. 
it's two China exclusive colorways. So what we're doing is these are um, exclusive to uh, the U.S. and China's getting two colorways. And one of those color, well, actually, both of those colorways are glow in the dark. <laughs> uh, so wait, this guy at the factory ha has a shop too? Yeah, I, I went through the factory. So the guy, mm. the guy that's making them, the guy in China that's making them. Right, so that, I mean, the guy in China that's making them wants an exclusive colorway that he sells himself in China? Yeah, I guess he has a distributor. I'm not sure, sure who his distributor is, but wow. I, I think they do, I think they do toys um, occasionally. So it's like, um, so you get 100 of each and he's like going to sell 10,000 of each probably. in China probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but you know what? I thought about that too because I'm like, man, if this thing like, I mean, who knows how it's going to do, but like if, if it does well over there, like who's to say he's not going to make like a thousand or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Or, Absolutely. or 10, or 10,000. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Like uh, that, 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 that is kind of like, you know, dancing with the devil there, Scott. But you know <laughs> yeah. what? But here's the thing to be honest, like doing any production in China is risky to, you know, you don't right. know. I mean, you, even, even with these, he could do bootlegs of them. I'm not, how am I going to know? Oh, yeah. I'm sure Brian Donnelly can attest to that. So, <laughs> Cause, watch. Cause watch. Cause watch. <laughs> you know, okay, the, a, little, uh, a sidebar uh, story. So this morning I got a text from Kano. And, you know, he's like, you know, look at, look at you doing, pulling this Brian Donnelly shit with drawings, you know, giant robot, 900 and something dollars each. And I'm like, I wake up and I look at this text and I'm like, <laughs> Who the fuck is Brian Donnelly? <laughs> then I searched Brian Donnelly and it was like this one like one year prime minister from New Zealand. And I'm like, that can't be right. And so I'd actually text him and like, well, who the fuck is Brian Donnelly? <laughs> but um, no, well, dude, that's that, that's a freaking great piece. Um, you, you really should do a red and gold version of it. And you shouldn't do an antiqued version that looks like it's a, 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 like an oxidizing bronze. So copper. that one, we're not doing that one, but you said red and gold. Um, I'll send you a picture of one of their exclusives. Because uh, it's, oh, it's, the one of their <laughs> So what, what, okay, so here, this kind of irritates me. So I picked these colorways <laughs> out and they're great. And then, um, and then they wanted to, so I let them pick out their own colorway. That's the other thing is like, they get to do what the two exclusives they get to do their colorway so they picked a like a fire and an ice sort of situation mm. so they used glow in the dark uh metallics translucence uh and i'm missing all something. the great art toy is there like packed into one. is there going to be a every gimmick but you know is there gonna be like a jade version because i figured that could also be a jade thing yeah like know? a translucent milky green yeah like that it's like they got it in china it's already done yeah, yeah, they're probably making it right now. <laughs> they're on the they're on the shelves. Every yeah. every yeah. It's probably up for sale there already. I don't know. Like, Could be. It's a happy meal toy. <laughs> it's like buy the burger, you get this Scott Tolleson lion. They've taken the entire sculpt and made a story out of it and like there's an whole I like an IP over there completely. Oh, uh, it's a th there's a there's a theme park. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's... You know, it's interesting cuz like that I think like that those that design style kind of falls into like this third wave scott tolson like aesthetic 
because like the first one is obviously is like the Nozalots. The second one is like the Safubi stuff. And then like, you know, following up with like some of the dragon stuff that you've done on Dunnies. And then um, you've done, you used to do a lot of projects with Kid Robot back in the day too. You yeah. Know? Well, um, what the factory told me, what, what they liked about the idea is that it takes sort of the, the Eastern um, aesthetic and, and, you know, and what, what, uh, the factory owner told me is it's like the idea of the dragon and everything, which is very like Eastern with the Western twist on it. So I, and it's weird cause I, you know how, you know how touchy things are now with, with society. I like, like doing the piece. I'm like, Oh man, I hope no one thinks that I'm like, there's like, Culturally appropriating. yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> because it's not, because it is authentic where it comes from, because I, I was telling the story, um, growing up, my grandmother, um, was really into um, um, Asian um, just decor, like like going to her house. I remember like just being fascinated as a kid with like all the stuff in her house and all the little trinkets and everything that she collected. So it, I always wanted to go over there, like just to see what new stuff she had. So that's sort of where I guess it comes into play and like why I love just that that aesthetic. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't want anyone to think that I'm like because I know it's very different from a lot of other stuff that I do. But like, I mean, for me that, like I show that piece off more than any other piece just because of, I feel like it's more personal than a lot of other things that I do. Right. Well, you get the, a, you get the, you get the pass from the Asians here. The Asians, the Asians <laughs> yeah. back you. It's okay. It's nice. Well, like, you know, I, I think, you know, cultural, quote unquote, cultural appropriation is like, a double-edged sword right like in one hand it kind of brings people together on the other hand like and it all depends on its application right if it's if it's done in homage and respect and appreciation that's one thing but if it's done at to slight or to belittle or to you know uh, whatever that's a completely different thing right. well you, you can know? tell you can tell when things are authentic or not i think um, I mean, you can tell if someone is going to a Halloween party, right? And they're, they're like doing this thing that they don't really know why they're dressing this way. It just looks cool versus like someone that like, you know, has, has a authenticity about their story. Or, or, even, or, even that, like, you know, if, if, if a person doesn't really even get it, but like, likes the look, then that's, I think that's fine personally. But like, if you're like running around, you put the buck teeth in and going oh he's so sorry like that's a man you do that well (laughs) damn it too little too good fresno Fresno really like you know nailed that one home for me Um, i can't can't really laugh at that so yeah (laughs) yeah you're doing a good job that straight face is like it's working keep that one yeah yeah. i I would just smile (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah i i think that's like I, i i i think that that's a completely different thing, you know. It, it comes from the heart, right? That's kind of part of it. Right. I mean, Kano also did the Colin Kaepernick kind of sculpture, right? The mm-hmm. kind of like a Black Lives Matter Colin Kaepernick kneeling, you know, and it's done by Kano, a half, okay. what is it? Asian, half Ecuadorian. Right. You know what I'm saying? And But it comes from the heart. And that's kind of what it's all about, too. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it all means. So, ultimately. I'm good with it, man. <laughs> we, 
They're okay, Scott. I didn't ask any permission, anybody's permission when I did it. So. <laughs> well, put it this way. A factory in China is you're practically partnering with a factory in China on it. Yeah. They invented that shit, so it, it all comes full circle. Right. That'll, that'll be my story if anyone uh, tries to, you know, take me down in, in a dark alley or anything. <laughs> well, there's, it's there's a happy meal be, in China. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more than certain there's going to, inevitably going to be some jackass really? out there who's going to be yeah. offended by whatever. But you yeah? Know. On that, you think so? With oh, that yeah. figure? Wow. People are looking okay. for reasons yeah. to be angry. Yeah. You know? So, and you know what? There, there could be people listening to this podcast that might just uh, want to bust my balls later about it. Mm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, eh, yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It depends on, like, you know, I mean, you don't fly off the cuff quite like I do. So, and I haven't gotten any, I haven't felt any grief from it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Luke, you can't draw bears anymore. Those are from, uh, it's a white bear, so it's from uh, Antarctica. So you. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Right. Polar bears, you can't Polar do it. Bears, Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not for you. Oh no. You have oh, no, you have uh, appropriated the it's bear. It's pandas or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the pandas. <laughs> um. Oh. <laughs> um, anyways, anyways, yeah. So, but congrats, like, that looks cool. By the way, you. I mean, back to it. Bottom line, it looks really good. So, thank you. That's thank exciting, you. and it's crazy. That's how many parts there are to it. That's wild. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah that it's funny because the the um, engineering of it, I think, uh, is is way more fascinating to me now. Like you go through phases, right? So like, you know, you get you get all excited about the the drawings and like how those are coming out, and then you're like, okay, well, I hope the sculptor can nail it. And then when the sculptor nails it, then you're like, oh, this is great. This is exactly what I was thinking. Um, and then and then when it goes to the factory and you see all the parts and then it's like the, the engineering side of your brain kicks into gear and it's like, whoa, I can't, how did he decide to put that in there and not like this? And why is this one piece and not two pieces? And then so, yeah, it, it's pretty, pretty insane how how many molds and like they sent me one that just came into pieces and it was just in a box with like two bags like this and with no instructions and, and luckily for me i knew like where pieces go but i couldn't imagine like it, it, you know it was like a puzzle like if you just gave that to some random person and said make this thing like i'm, I'm not sure they could do it especially those scales um going down the uh, the spine right like because yeah. they start off like small and they get larger and then they probably taper out taper down again yeah right? yeah yeah so... but you know what they're actually numbered they're actually numbered which is good oh. Like in in the in the uh, the plug, uh, yeah, or, in the bottom, yeah. Where you know, wow, yeah. smart. Yeah. So look I at this, guys. That. Look at what's right here next to me. Oh, Ooh, hey, the original. Yeah, yes. Uh, I, I wow. Got, I've got the. I've got another one. It's funny because. Uh, so we did these paintings. Uh, so Scott and I, like when we um, became, uh, we started hanging out and we were like, oh, we should like, you know, collaborate on something. And um, we were, we tried to kind of, we were, at the time, like, you know, Scott was doing a lot of the nose a lot stuff. And obviously I'm still doing the, the bear thing, but like, um, we were like, oh, let's just combine, let's just merge these two worlds together. You know, and so it was kind of like the sad culture meets nerd culture, 
kind of uh, <laughs> which, which are very tied in together a lot of times. <laughs> right exactly and um, we tried doing a plush um, which didn't do very well but you know like it's a learning experience you know and you have to add the caveat the reason why it's because it was a plush <laughs> it was a plush and it was a 3d retro plush and i love <laughs> i love ben to death i do like you know everything he's done for the community is freaking amazing like you know from designer con to the last standing art toy store in uh southern california um, but <laughs> Oh, I thought it was leading to a butt. Oh, it's, but it's, it's leading up to the butt. I'm, I'm oh. up, you know? I was I was like cutting to the chase real quick. I was like, but but um until re <laughs> until recently, and I mean recently, meaning like before Pop Shop started doing its thing, he just didn't. Ha I just don't. I don't think he really had the time to to promote his project his, his projects. I mean, like obviously, like you know, he's he's also like a co-owner of a a different another company, USA ePay. So, like you know, having your time divided between like your day job and your passion project, you know, is you know going to be tough. So, but I, I'm creating excuses for him. So he doesn't need any. Plushes are a hard sell, and um, you know, I. I I say that knowing like other people that sell, I mean, unless you're like flat Bonnie, like, unless you're flat Bonnie, like plushes are like super hard, a hard sell. And I think that, you know, we talked about this before. Like, I think if we had made this a, an actual like uh, vinyl figure, I think it would have done much better. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I think we chose the plush because I don't even know why we chose it. I think we chose I think the plush just... because I, a, I had not done a plush yet, and B, you were kind of like, you, I, I you had like plush hookups yeah. and um, yeah. for the Nozalots, yeah. you know? And like, as for Flat Bonnie, yeah, she sells a lot of plush, but like she's, I think she's paying for it with just how much work she has to do, like with every event. Like, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't even, I don't even want to imagine what her studio is like, you know, a week before, you know, an event kicks in because like, it must be materials everywhere. It yeah. must be like her, like, you know. Oh, sometimes she's um sewing at the booth or something like that, you know, sometimes oh, making uh, more stuff. So, but you know, that'd be, that's because they're selling it. Yeah. She's hustling, yeah. you know, yeah. she, she's definitely hustling, you know, yeah. but like, you know, like it's um, I, I I would love to see like her product her productions like be sold for a lot more than what they're selling for. But because it's a plush, you there's a ceiling to where those prices go. Oh, I gotta okay, I gotta show you guys this. <laughs> Speaking of plush, so uh, there's a, a fan of mine that's a fan of mine and of hers that commissioned her to do this without me knowing and it just showed up at my house one day oh sweet so this is the dragon the the dragon i just showed you but this is all this is all like hand individual pieces yeah, wow, pieces wow. wait who made that Flat Flat Bonnie. oh yeah holy smokes yeah so, wow so he commissioned her to do this and uh again that's I, insane yeah like look at look at all this like cut out it's just wild. Wow. Insane. wow. That is awesome. 
with all the, and all the scaling and everything. Yeah. yeah. So I have this hanging right above my uh, drawing table, actually. I think yeah, that's uh, that's actually one of the that's things cool. I also liked that, that she's been kind of exploring is like a lot of the two D, three D kind of relief, you know, wall hanging stuff. You know, we should have her on sometime. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. But dang, freaking yeah. hmm. So uh, you know, uh, so one of the things that I you know you you seem to be kind of like you know into like you know certain trends i remember like when the um epstein didn't kill himself thing <laughs> was, that's right was big you were like you, like you were down with the memes wait what did you do you did a did you you created a meme or something i remember now that you mentioned it, i kind of forgot what it was but you know honestly like i don't you even did know, something i don't even know why that stuck with me but like people still send me things today about what it. people even still send me the the because like you know occasionally they still come out but i you know facebook is a weird place um <laughs> i just posted i just posted reposted a lot of memes and like i don't know how i became the epstein guy. well i do because i post a lot of memes but oh like, you didn't create you didn't create the memes i thought you created some of them i don't think i did I don't think so. All I know is, yeah, I thought when I saw it, I was like, oh, I thought I thought it was something you did. So the whole time, well, maybe that's why people think I am the Epstein guy. No, I didn't create. You're the Epstein guy. Yeah. No, I I just became fascinated with it because, like, um, you know, I I don't know. Everyone has political stuff, uh, you know, opinions about things, but like that thing, you know, obviously it's a meme, and like, who knows what really happened? But like, if you get down to it, like, is no one's no one believes that he really killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like you know, and, and then you you all you you also like you know got like we're really into the Dune thing. Like, I still am, man. I am yeah. freaking pumped right now. Right. Uh, um, yeah, we were we were talking about the Dune thing. So like, um, so I I read Dune when I was a, a younger adult, and um it's just it's a you know it's it's a masterpiece it's a masterpiece in science fiction and i'm one of those rare guys that i love the books and i even love the david lynch movie um because i was you know i'm a david lynch fan just adding that aesthetic to that story like i get it like um it should have been a longer movie which is what he wanted to do but um but yeah like a three-hour movie and yeah and they kind of they trimmed it down yeah to an hour and a half but yeah, I, I fought, you know, I, I don't know. I just love Dune and it's all, I mean, especially since uh, Star Wars sort of uh, got knocked down a peg uh, in my, in my <laughs> interest book, like Dune is like spiking up and like with the, you know, announcement and the release of the movie come out later this year. Like I'm super pumped about it. Yeah. It looks good. What'd you, have you seen it? You've seen the trailer, right, Eric? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. What do you think? I, it looks interesting. I too read that book. I think I was in junior high when I read it, mm-hmm. um, the Dune book. So, uh, no, I'm excited to see it. No doubt. Yeah. I, I could reread the book by now though, because I kind of, you know, like the story itself is a little fuzzy in my memory now. Well, it's it's really rich with detail. I mean, yeah. it's, it's basically it's essentially like um, Lord of the Rings, but, uh, like but in space. Um, as far as like the, you know, it has a glossary in the back and. I probably need to reread it too because it's yeah. been so long. 
I think the David Lynch version of the movie has completely tainted the way, like I, like whenever I like think of like the characters, I think of like the David Lynch movie. When I think oh, of like- Oh, Sting? You're like Sting. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you yeah. tantric master, you. you. Know? <laughs> or, or like, you know, like when I think of the still suits, I think of the David Lynch still suits. When I think of the sandworms, I think of the David Lynch sandworms. When I, um, you know, yeah. like it's time that'll change. Well, the Guild Navigator, right? Right, that's, right. That's super, yeah. um, like ingrained in my brain, and like how, you know, because they did like we were talking about this. They did the, um, the made for TV on Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. uh, Sci-Fi Channel years ago, and like they had the Guild Navigator on that, and I was like, that's not how he looks. Like he's just way <laughs> too humanoid looking, which he kind of is in the books, but like that's probably closer to how he looks in the books, but like. Because the David Lynch version was so like like surreal and gnarly and yeah, over the top. Yeah, and, um, it's uh, I, I remember a long time ago there used to be like this indie like video store that like specialized in cult films, and they had a super long version of Dune. I I don't know whether or not it was the five hour version yeah. or like you know, but. Um, I, I remember renting it about three times just to, you know, like. Was that like a bootleg thing, or did they yeah. release it? It was like oh, yeah, wow. they actually changed the name of the director. Yeah. Um, to because uh, David Lynch didn't want anything to do with um, that cut. Yeah, it was uh, Alan Smithy. Oh, was it was it like so? It wasn't some Sweden thing? It wasn't like a bunch of kids making it up. Like. <laughs> no, what they so the the version that Luke's talking about. Um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, for people that don't know the story, like it's a very good, it's a great watch because there's a lot of like concept art that sort of fills in the blanks of like oh. some of the story. Um, and then, it, yeah, I think it is like five hours long. I remember it being, wow. yeah, I've watched it a couple of times. I actually have it on video cassette, um, nice. but because it's five hours, I've only watched it a couple of times, but yeah, yeah. It, it definitely fills in the story more like all those gaps. Cause I know that. For me, when I watch it, it all makes sense because I've read the books. But like, I can imagine just going in, n- no idea, watching the Dune, the David Lynch version, being like, what? "Yeah, what is that thing?" Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's what killed the sci-fi version for me. Like, I tried watching the sci-fi version, and um, like, I, I saw their still suits. Um, I, I saw like you know, like the Guild Navigator and stuff, and I'm like, I can't watch this. This is this is just too far removed from my understanding of Dune. Since we're talking about Dune, I have an interesting theory. Um, after seeing uh, some of the, the new characters come out um, and the trailer, so we all know that the Harkonnen are all redheads, right? Mm. Mm, but if right. you look at the new trailer, um, the Baron is bald. Um, uh, Fade is bald. Um, Fade's not in there yet. yet. Not Fade. Uh, uh, the Beast. The, the beast. Yeah, yeah, the Beast is bald. So I have this like theory that they're not going to have any redheads in there because if the Harkonnens are all red, that's a like gingers are all bad kind of thing. But they are. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? If they did, so if they came out with that movie now and like all the bad guys have red hair, don't you think that would be like a weird thing that someone could potentially complain about? Uh, not really. No, 
No, because there's, there's, they're just redheads, you know. <laughs> like, you know, like there's it's it's not like you know. I mean, like you, you had mentioned this before, and I was kind of going, "What?" And then, like, <laughs> and, um, and the more I thought about it, I was kind yeah. of like, uh, you know, maybe should be overthinking it." But I was, I, I think, what spawned it is because I was like, "Those two characters didn't have the red hair," and I, when I think of the Harkonnen, I think of the fiery red hair, and like, mm, wow. why was that left out in this version? And I'm sure, you know. It's probably not what I'm saying. I'm sure there may be some other reason to it, but I'm, it just made me like scratch my head. Well, you know, the, I think the, the the question is is why is House Atreides so pretty, and why is House Harkonnen so grotesque? Why does it have to be that way? It doesn't have to be that way. You could like make House Harkonnen beautiful, really no, easy on the eyes. The Harkonnens are the bad guys. They're always <laughs> ugly. <laughs> I mean, you know, it just goes back to Masters of the Universe, like He-Man versus uh -oh. Skeletor, right? See, you know, that was one of the toy lines that I never, like, could get myself, like, excited about. Like, I was really into Transformers. I was really into G.I. Joe. But, like, you know, as soon as I saw those, like, five and a half inch, six inch, you know, Masters of the Universe figures, and I just saw those unrealistic body types, you know... <laughs> Uh, I felt like they were setting a male, a, a, a new male standard of beauty that I just couldn't ever, like you know, live up to. Live up to, and I refused to, you know, contribute to that. And I think that I think you might be tapping on in on to why like us Gen X males are so depressed because <laughs> uh, we could never live up to those He-Man standards. I I, I agree. I, I I completely agree. Like you know, we and all... was it the same? You think it was the same mold the whole time, except for just a different head and different color? Yeah, it's exactly it, the same. A yes. lot of it reused the same arms and legs. Uh, even even like yeah, I know like Stinkor and Merman are like the exact same molds. They're just painted differently. What? Yeah, I could have sworn that Merman had like webbed hands or something like that. So does uh, so does Stinkor. He's got webbed hands too. Yeah. And webbed feet. And webbed feet? Yeah. He's supposed they're to be just, a skunk. He's like a skunk I know. The, look, the heads are the same. The heads are exactly the same. Merman, Merman is just green. And then Stinkor has the white sort of like things going over here and here to cover. Yeah. It's all the same. So like wow. when um, when they re when, when Mattel started re-releasing the, um, the, the Four Horsemen version of... Uh, Master the Universe. I didn't buy any, but I used to like watch review videos of them just because <laughs> like, you know, there was some kind of weird nostalgic like connection to it. Like I had a cousin who collected, you know, um, uh, Master of the Universe. Um, and I, I think, and so I, I became familiar with a lot of the, you know, the, the, the character designs over the years. And so like kind of what, like looking at, like, I used to watch Pixel Dan's videos. Pixel Dan yeah. used to, um, you know, uh, review them and he would like, he would pull out the old figure and you'd pull out the new wow. figure and you'd pull out a figure that came out in between there that I didn't know existed. And like, you know, compare all of them. And I was like, wow, like, you know, it's, it's interesting just because of the fact that it has that aesthetic of the old figure, but it is light years ahead of that old figure in proportions, in design, and you know everything else like that. 
and you know which is just credit to the four horsemen for their amazing you know um sculpting and design yeah uh, so it's, those are amazing i have some of them not not in my studio but in boxes um, and, yeah but it's just like yeah any I, i'm just really bad about falling into the nostalgia like re-release of toy things like with the transformers like i just some like boba fett's and hulk's like i just don't even think about it i if i just see it in the store i know it's coming out i just buy it and yeah i know you're a big hulk guy yeah i am a big hulk guy so um, that's oh, probably the master of the universe rubbing off on you so i bought a hulk recently my latest hulk and i i think it kind of looks like me in the face a little bit but <laughs> i could i could be making that up but someone else told me that he kind of did too I guess. Well, yeah, I guess. Wow. The, the, the beard. Cal Drogo. Yeah, it's Cal hair, Drogo. Yeah, even the hair, the hair's down like that, you know. Like if I turn. Oh, Hulk. you just need that yeah. kiss makeup going. Is that on. is that Jason Momoa Hulk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, I guess yeah, yeah, it kind of looks like him. Yeah. So like this is from a from a video, a Marvel video game that came out that I, I wow. played, but. But since it's a Hulk, I have to I have to buy it. Wait, that mean you collect Hulk? Like, is is like a thing you've been collecting yeah. for a long time? Yeah, and it's wow. It sucks because they're always massive and they take up so much space. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I've always just loved the Hulk as a kid. It's my favorite superhero. Um, wow, I've, I've been collecting. I have so many freaking Hulks. And Boba. Wow. Fett. And Boba Fett. Or like, Mandalorians. Now it's Mandalorian. See, that's what I mean. Like I. I I only have seen one season of The Mandalorian, but even if it sucked, I would have bought The Mandalorian figures just because they look like Boba Fett, you know? Wait, so you like, you, you have a thing, it's it's that like Spartan helmet and like, you know, the backpack, the rocket backpack that just yeah, like really speaks to you. It's the nostalgia, because I, I mean, I remember when, when the, the mail, mail-in figure came out after, after A New Hope, um, they did a, a mail-in Boba Fett and uh, no one knew who he was. Mm. Um, and, and I remember just getting it in the mail in the little white box, you know, that on the back of the, the card, you know, the, the, you send in however many you can see and getting it in. And just like, so I, I just remember having that, keeping them in the box all the time so it didn't get messed up, you know, and not moving the joints, wanting to keep them straight so they didn't get loose. I was crazy as a kid. And I mean, with that stuff. Um, I was like that too. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I, like, I, like, with my toys, I was super, um, you know, because they've always kind of been my friends. For I know it's sad to say, but like, you know, my toy collection as a kid, like, like if I had cousins coming over or anyone like, like, you can't go in my room unless I'm there. And like, you definitely can't play with my toys if I'm not there to watch you, you know? Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, wow. I, I get it. Like, you know, it's like, because they're, 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 they're things that they don't come easily. You know, even though at the time they're only three dollars and fifty cents a piece, yeah. Like you know that, like you know, toys just did not come, uh, did not come easily. And so you like you know, eat every figure. You know, every figure you buy is a deliberate choice, and you, you know, are incredible. You have to be very careful with them. You, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you know. Your mom's not going to buy you a new one if your cousin breaks it. It's just like, <laughs> nope, broken. Sorry, glue it back together. Yeah, I remember um, as a kid, like like going through the the rack at like you know whatever like toy section there what I was at, and like choosing the 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 paint you know on <laughs> on figures wow. just to make sure like you know the eyes were like perfectly lined up, 
you know, and stuff like that. You know, it's um, and that's the reason why you have an entire generation of freaking toy people out here. <laughs> but you know, that's also why, like, I think, uh, like our generation is just totally cool with hanging out at home all the time because <laughs> we have all the stuff we need at home, right? Um, you know, I, I, I we we're, we're talking about uh, Scott and I are not, we're talking about this a, a couple nights ago, and like, like. I like can't help but feel for like anyone under the age of 30, you know, right now, like not being able to go out, not being able oh, to fuck see them. their friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, this is, this is the adversity you've got to live with. I mean, this isn't uh this is this time, but there's other disasters. People have wars. I mean, there's tons of things. Yeah. Get over yourself. Wow. Do you part really, of, you know? Do you really feel that way, Eric? Or, or just yeah. Okay. Get over yourself. <laughs> Come on, help other people for once by staying inside. You know, you yeah. don't have to go see your friends and go have a big party in the Hollywood Hills. You don't have to do those things. Well, you don't have to go have a party in the Hollywood Hills, but so they're think, doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like they're being really fucking stupid, but like it's, it's that's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, you're just. That's what they're being. They're being stupid. Exactly. Yeah, but like it's another thing. to Oh, you have to go out. <laughs> you can't stay home. Come on. There's people I, with like sick family members that can't go out, and they're in their twenties, right? Yeah. Right. But like, well, I mean that. I mean that. That's a a, a different situation, right? Yep. This but one like, is a pandemic. Stay at home. That's all. <laughs> That's all. You'll go out next year or the year after, yeah. and you can go out the year after that, maybe, and the year after that, you'll be okay. I think I feel bad for my kids because they're they're uh, eight and eleven, and like they don't get to see their friends. So like they, but luckily for me, I I think if I were like any like a I don't know like between a five and a sixteen year old, and you were like a single child, you know, I think that's rough because at least my kids have each other to play with. Yeah. Um, and 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 they're like they're they're on zooms with their friends and stuff but like I, it does kind of suck because thinking about that age like if you're you can't do sleepovers you can't go swimming at someone else's house like you'll go next year it'll be all right <laughs> anyway so you have a you have a, a fan out there named uh philip doll do you know philip doll yeah 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 this this person's got a lot of questions can we oh, start no. at can, 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 can <laughs> yes. i fire away at some of these Philip Dahl's been waiting for a long time. Okay. Uh, one, what's the oldest Hulk you have, like, of all your Hulk stuff? So I have a Mego Hulk from the 70s. Um, it, I, I, it's, like, not in good condition at all. Um, it's really <laughs> tore up, and it can't even stand up, so I have to sit him down. But that's, <laughs> that's my oldest Hulk. Okay, next. Did you ever ride the Hulk ride in Adventure Island? Yes, I have, a couple times. Is that probably the best roller coaster, as Philip Dahl says? It's not the best roller coaster. It's fun, but it's like super kind of comic book cheesy Hulk, uh, which is fun, but it's not the best. Okay, thoughts on the new He-Man Netflix series? Uh, I'm excited about it. Um, it's the Kevin Smith one. Um, we'll we'll see what he does. I mean, I Kevin Smith really? Yeah, I think he's involved. I don't. I can't remember if he's a producer or a writer. I think wow. he's the producer. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I, I oh, think gonna be... He's involved at some level, though. All right. Um, there'll be some interesting dialogue, maybe. And uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Have Jason uh, and Bob as yeah, a show yeah. make an appearance. Um, 
Did you get any of the Dune toys? I think this is from a, like old Dune toys. Yeah, I so I have the original 1984. I have the entire. So this is insane. I have the entire collection of action figures, and I have um, and I have the Dune sandworm all still in package mint like hard. What? Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and they're so old now. Like, so um, so the. Harcon, so the um, some of the, the the bubbles are yellowing, and like I thought you said buttholes, but okay, bubbles. So the buttholes are yellowing. No, the bubbles <laughs> yeah. are yellowing, and some of the, the blisters are like starting to to like come off the card because they're so old. But I'm not gonna like I I was just my storage unit uh, a week and a half ago, and, and they're in there. And I opened the box, and uh, Kathy, my wife, came with me, and I opened the box, and I went, "Look at that!" And she like did the. <laughs> And she did the whole eye roll thing, and I'd be like, "You know, you like that? That's sexy." <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Hey, that's that's a uh, sexy different different era sexy. You know what I'm saying? I showed her that's that. A, or, or maybe I'll, with what's that? That sandworm in the box, and I knew she was getting excited about that. <laughs> this is alt universe, alternative universe sexy, I guess you would say, right. where you could show like a comic book and go, "Look at this." Bagged and boarded, you know, and it's like, woo no finger creases. Yeah, I've got Wolverine miniseries number one. Look, ooh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so different era. Yeah. Does Philip Dull have anything else to say? Uh, to ask anything else? Philip? Oh, that 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 was really the. Those are the main. Those are like the lightning round questions by Philip Dahl. <laughs> yeah. Those Thank you, Philip. You know. No, that's that's really cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So back back event. back to the pan back to the pandemic. <laughs> um, that means are you, are you also forced to uh, forced? I guess. Well, it's home. There's schools at home now, right? Yeah. The kids are at home, and my wife is also a eighth grade teacher. She's teaching from home. So. So how do, who watches? Who's handling your kids on their Zoom school thing? It's me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's one thing I feel bad about. I mean, there's kids kind of a you know can't see their friends, but then now you have like parents who would think oh the kids would be at school right now from nine to eight to three or whatever it is and then that's your time to maybe do something now you're sort of homeschooling right you know what? i'll be honest though i am so lucky with my two that um they're they're already on the schedule now so they know to be they know to be logged on by nine o'clock they have their their classes then they know their break they they're completely responsible that way where i don't have to like, wow. watch over them they're even so good like um they'll you know, I'm not, they, they're bad in other things, but school is really good. Uh, but th like they go through and they do their homework. Like we don't have to pressure them. They, they sort of have that already down. Wow. Who are these children? They're this like, is crazy. Uh, you know what? They both take after my wife in that way. Cause, uh, I would be a mess. If that I mean, yeah, I figure, you know, you can like play video games while you're sort you know, like a handheld game while you're sort of supposed to be yeah. watching. And I, yeah. you know, yeah, that's then you're lucky. But I just figure I I feel so you some you know you could feel for kids that are a certain age. I do feel for parents, even though I'm not a parent. That mm -hmm. now you're like homeschooling your kid practically. You know when you thought, oh, I'm gonna have this time, the kids are gonna be gone. You know now you're yeah. like, nope. I don't. I, you know, and imagine if you have a job that how how are you supposed to do it? Like, what do people do? You gotta hire somebody to like watch your kid while you go to work or something and. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's a different, it's a 
weird. It's so weird. I feel guilty sometimes, sometimes because like the kids will be doing school and like, if I have a, if I, you know, with whatever, I'm just my piddly stuff that I'm doing, like the toy stuff. Like if I have some downtime or whatever, like the wife's teaching, the kids are in school, like doing the school. And I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you don't, and, and animal crossing is no longer keeping you company anymore. <laughs> animal crossing is expired now. So, um, no, I, it, it's a thing where I, I'm pretty good about like trying to keep myself busy and, and um, during those downtimes, like filling the time in without being too lazy, but yeah. You know, Scott Tolson and I, actually all four members of what we referred to as the West <laughs> Coast Toy um, Animal Crossing Club have been on the podcast because um, we used to play every daily with like um candy bolton and um patrick lamb and um you know now the circle is complete yeah. <laughs> we, can, pe- we can people find you guys is that easy to find on animal crossing not really not you have to oh, okay. kind of advertise your your like personal information oh okay so uh, i wasn't sure if you could just look up luke chu and then no no luke chu world here it is no it doesn't work that way no okay. it doesn't work that way and, but we uh, were we were hard for like was it like a month or a month and a half even or two months like i don't know like no it was from freaking april until until july you know april yeah yeah, two months two months (laughs) you know yeah yeah. and we're like every day we were like chatting with each other and like you know getting online visiting each other's islands you know and actually philip doll is one of the i the the people that like we befriended through Animal Crossing too. Yeah, you know. You can... Oh, I guess Philip Dahl just says you're quitters. <laughs> no, I beat the game. I got exactly where I wanted to get to, and I'm done. I beat it. I, got, I never you... got where I wanted to go. To. Wow. <laughs> but I, I just kind of got really sick of it. Like I was just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm <laughs> like, this is like this is like eating. Well, also like I was working on the drawings show for Eric, and like. I don't think Eric would have appreciated it if I like consumed four hours of my day to Animal Crossing when I should have been drawing. So you're welcome, yeah. Eric. I sacrificed Animal Crossing for and you. And you went Brian Donnelly on the pricing, which is great. <laughs> uh, you know, everything's everything's good. I don't think I went Brian Donnelly on the pricing at all. I, I like how Kano goes by that uh, actual name instead of just saying. Pause. Yeah, it's just so fun. It's so weird. It's like first name basis or real name basis. Yeah. 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 I guess that's a New York thing. I I don't you know. I guess I guess I don't, I don't get like, it. He, yeah. they, they they probably knew each other on a on a non street knit level, you know, <laughs> street name kind so of. They, level. they they drank tea together. Yes. Brian. Oh, oh, Brian. Oh, tally ho. <laughs> what do you think of my graffiti artworks? <laughs> I got all these books from Eric Nakamura, but he's not going to see a penny. <laughs> 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 that's exactly it oh no <laughs> nobody listens to the show right <laughs> wait do i even know kano's real name no kano's kano that's his real that's not his real name no, right? it's not his, re- his real name is danny oh is it yeah danny i, I obviously danny. don't know him that well see they they, they probably t- speak to each other on that yeah. brian donnelly Denny. I think it's because I'm I'm white. He feels like he can be like 
oh, my real name's Danny, and I won't like, I'll be like, oh, that's cool. You're not really Kano. Because like, <laughs> he had a yeah. he had a character apparently named after him on Adventure Time because he worked on that series, which was wow. Kano, like the the gigantic guy, you know, who um, was part of the father's team, not the father, like the original Doctor, um, um, not Adventure Time, uh, I'm thinking of Venture Brothers. He worked on Venture Brothers and he had um, a character named on, uh, after him on that, which is another thing that like kind of bummed me out was uh, Venture Brothers had been canceled from Adult Swim. Um, I, and um, I don't, did you ever watch that show, Eric? No. Oh my God! It's so. It's called good. Adventure Brothers. Adventure, like V as oh. Adventure Brothers. Adventure. Oh, Venture Brothers. Yeah, yeah. It was on uh, Adult Swim for seventeen years. What? Yeah, I and, never heard of it. Yeah, it last. It was only seven seasons. So, like, they came out with a season like every two years, wow. two three years, and like it started off kind of like okay, is this kind of remake of um what's his name johnny, yeah, johnny quest johnny quest yeah, it's but like, like a parody of johnny quest yeah but mm-hmm. like because like at the time like you know a lot of shows like c-lab 2020 and um uh which about space Ghost, coast to coast the brack show were coming out and it was like they were just basic it felt like they were just basically like rehashing old animation from hanna-barbera and like throwing it into this crazy adult context wow um but then they did the adventure brothers and like by the second or third seasons it really just started kind of like like they, they, they took all these like weird just divergent elements from the first season and just started tying it all together into this like you know and kana worked on that and kana worked on it and awesome. like there's a character that doesn't speak which is kind of funny because kano is kind of loud and, yeah. also, <laughs> and he's like seven feet tall, which is funny wow. because Kano's not seven feet tall. <laughs> they should have they should have called him Onak, like Kano backwards. Mm. Yeah, but like it works. Uh, the name Kano actually works for this character, and apparently he was he was, um, he, uh, he was named after it. Um, cool. And, you know, so uh, awesome. and he was named after Kano. I mean, so and um, yeah, and he was like the gentle giant who, like was not gentle when he didn't when you know in a pinch or something like that do you so. remember uh do you remember super jail did you ever watch that i did i missed that show there was super jail and uh wonder chosen oh wonder chosen i know that one yeah never saw wonder chosen wonder chosen oh. would not dude if they put wonder chosen on right now even though it's on adult swim like that it would not last like it would be canceled <laughs> yeah so quick. those those guys that um did wonder chosen were uh I went to San Francisco State for one semester, and I was in a Super 8 film class. And those two guys, they were in that class. Oh, nice! The the creators of Wonder Shows, oh, and yeah, yeah, I knew the I knew the I still I mean, once in a while they come to GR like separately, but I'll see them. Yeah, it's a guy named John and a guy named Vern, and yeah, once in a while I see them. I think they both live in LA, maybe. Oh, mm. that show. But yeah, that was fucked up, man. Yeah. That show. <laughs> yeah. <it was. laughs> Luke, you have to look that one up. It's out of control, I will. yeah. I will. I will. I, I, I These guys were strange then. You know, they're strange in college. So yeah, uh, that, that's not a surprise when I saw that. And they were new. I think they lived in New York then, but I think they live in L.A. now. I don't know what they do, but, yeah, those guys are insane. They, they, they co-own <laughs> freaking Tit Wrench or something like that now. 
who knows that tit because like it seemed like a lot of the animation tit mouse or tit mouse maybe. yeah I was, no they, they do band. i don't think so yeah yeah, yeah. tit wrench was a band yeah 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 I used orange to, county maybe right orange county maybe something like that or san diego i think maybe yeah yeah, yeah. i just know yeah yeah i'm I familiar used to, i used to be a fan of tit wrench and Kid 606 and all those weird San Diego. Ah, and then the, all that turned into DJ music, right? It went from <laughs> it went from like punk rock to DJ electronic, right? Um, like Kid 606 was like in punk rock bands and then turned into a DJ. Um, he turned into like a glitch music guy and he's still releasing yeah. stuff, but it's all like very glitchy and ambient. Like he was in, wasn't he in like Man is the Bastard or he was in some other, he was in punk rock bands. Before he I don't went, think so. Miguel, yeah, I think so. Because uh, 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 I, I was actually friends with Miguel, um, K six oh six, and check check it out. I think he might have been in these bands too beforehand. Really? Man is the bastard. No Something like way. that, or I think he was. It was a punk rock thing before he turned into a digital thing. Uh, but yeah. but in the end, oh well, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that I think he was. So that guy would you, you yeah. like whenever I would like hang out with him. Um, this is a long time ago. Um, uh, when I'd come into town for concerts or something like that, and would hang out, he'd like give me like a, a small stack of like hentai com uh, hentai comics, and like like Super Fist Izumi, which is like a manga about like some schoolgirl who like fists like other girls. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And you know he he was he was a he was an interesting guy. Uh, from my understanding, he actually had an Apple ad um, done um, where it was like all really glitchy and like you know wow. fractured images. And because I remember, cool. I remember like I think a long time ago, like around the turn of the the, the, the uh, turn of the century, turn of the twenty first century, in the aughts, like they were doing, or like at least in the late nineties, they were doing. Um, these uh, Apple was doing these ads where they were featuring people who used Apple computers, you know, and um, you know they would talk about like you know like how great Apple computers are. Wow. You know, and you know, apparently like you know, you know, I don't know. That's, cool. You know, I, I I it's been it's been a long time. Well, dude, what are those what are those plush on your headboard? Me? Yeah. Uh, Though uh, the there is um, Black Bonnie. Those, Two flat yeah. bonnies, and then there's a Travis lamp lampy. Oh, okay. yeah. Cool. So wait, tell me about the video games behind you, Scott. That's kind of what I was oh, tripping um, on here. So these are arcade one-up machines. Um, they're they're like affordable, like uh, three-quarter size arcade machines that you can get, and um, they run from like. 300 to 500 600 bucks but these these first two came out this is a rampage one um it has rampage gauntlet joust defender one next to it is centipede so it has centipede missile command uh crystal castles and millipede and this one on the far what far left uh star wars so it has all the the um vector, wow. the vector that looks full size though the one on the right it's full no, size no you know what it's it's uh three quarter size but it has a riser it came with a oh, so these, oh these you have to sort of sit on a bench gotcha. or you can buy a riser but wow so you have an arcade uh, that's very small <laughs> a very small one you three can, quarter like, you know, size yeah pizza and play yeah, video games while you're waiting kano size arcade <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Wait, oh so my you goodness. play Millipede on the centipede machine? Yeah, yeah. It has um, 
so what's really cool about them is the the emulators in them are, are very uh, you know they're very good for what they are. So the joysticks feel it, it, it. You know, you play these games as a kid, like it will definitely like like pull on your nostalgic heartstrings. Uh, uh, but yeah, they're super fun. I, I just put them in here. Honestly, so I bought I bought this centipede one first when they when they came out, and um, and I was like, cool, I got one, like I'm good, I I can play with this. And then this rampage one, I got for it. It came on sale for two hundred bucks. So mm. I'm like, shit, oh. I have to get that one. And then the Star Wars one came out, and I was like, well, I have to get that one too. But yeah. uh, but the reason they're in here is because um, Kathy won't let me. Yeah. <laughs> So, which one do you tend to play the most? Like, is there um, one, or do you, are you sick of them all now? No, I played the centipede one the most. Um, you play centipede, or are you playing millipede? Both. Or are you playing like, missile like, command? You you get missile command in there too, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, that one less. I play yeah. centipede and millipede probably the most. But the reason I bought the centipede one too, which is because I love the artwork. Um, yeah. So especially on the side of it. So yeah. that's that's part of the reason I bought that too. It's just for for like, uh, you know, because I love the artwork, but now you can't even see it because it's like sandwiched between the <laughs> Can you control the difficulties of the games? Like, because, you know, like the arcade, you could, I know that there's multiple difficulties. Yeah, you can't, it's very, it's very authentic to the original. So you, what you, uh, what you can control is like the brightness, the sound. Um, the Star Wars one has a weird thing where, um, where you can play it OG, but then like there's different settings where it has like fades or like glows to the vector. So it has like settings like that, but mm. the, the actual games themselves are very similar to, to okay. what we're like. Oh, good. No, because you know, like I think the arcade games though, you were long ago, you were able to make them more difficult if they chose to do that. Yeah. I, because I remember like, you know, you there's patterns to the game sort of kind of. Right. Some games literally have patterns, but then uh, if they speed it up, you got to know how to adjust for those. I know the Star Wars one you can adjust uh, because that was in the old version. You could do easy, oh. normal, or hard. Wow. And, and I think maybe some of the other ones have that too, but it's not like yeah. a, it's not like a new feature. It was a feature that was probably probably always incorporated. Yeah, in that's cool. Yeah, it was the Tempest one. I'd probably pick up Ooh, that one. That's very cool. Was, I like the front. I love Tempest. That's a beautiful game. Like if you think about the way it looked. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so beautiful. If you just it just looks neat well, all around. Well, it's one of those games where I can play for a while too. Yeah, like, that's why I loved it because it wasn't like a quarter quarter eater. It was like you could play it for for a good amount of time. Um, right. It was not like a, a how, what was it called? Like a um, how Dirk the Daring. Uh, why can't I think of it? Well, like Defender or Stargate, I'd no, get like, my butt kicked in those. Like yeah. the uh, the cartoon game, Dragon's Lair. Oh. Dragon's oh. Lair. That's two quarters, I believe, right? Yeah, it was two yeah. quarters, and like you, like you, it just sucked your quarters like crazy. Um, yeah, that is like a lot of cinematics in it and stuff. So yeah, yeah I remember like loving to watch people play it uh, because people that were good at it, you could watch the entire movie. Yep. Um, yeah. Space Ace and Dragon's Lair. Um, you could actually, I've, I found videos of them on YouTube of like the full playthroughs, which, you know, has, uh, and they will show like, you know, if there's a unique animation for like dying, they will play that too. Like, and then they'll show how, you know, when you, when you get through it. So like they, they pack in all the different cutscenes 
and everything like that into like one like what is essentially like 15 minute animation it's not very long wow wow um, yeah sounds good for a second i don't know if i want to watch that but maybe i you know there was um <laughs> dragon's you know, lair the, cool. the movie uh, uh lupin the third castle of cagliostro um there used to be a video game of that that was the animation they they did the same kind of thing yeah, with um I i've heard of that i've never played it but i remember seeing i saw like a, a video of it basically yeah i i played it when um um i had an aunt who had restaurants in the torrance mall and um i would like i spent a summer there and i just kind of fed that machine quarters like you know for an entire summer couldn't get very far but like you know isn't it crazy like isn't it crazy to think about like in the 80s when like 20 bucks was like pretty a pretty hefty amount of money. Yeah. That, like you could go to an arcade for twenty bucks and you were done in like fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like 30, 30 minutes max. Like twenty bucks didn't get past thirty minutes. And then like what did you do the rest of the day? You went outside and played with Sulk. Yeah. Sulk and <laughs> Sulk and how shitty I was at the game. Yeah, you just I'd be like, God, I sucked. Yeah. That's why, like, when Street Fighter, Street Fighter came out, it was good because it was so popular. So you'd have to wait. So you'd have to, like, you know, put your quarter up there and have to wait a while. So luckily, oh, yeah. it took a while to get through your your funds. Yeah, freaking Street Fighter was a game changer. You know what? I, that got me thinking of like the Starcade in um, at Disney. That's no longer there anymore, right? Because they used to have like crazy games, like those big robotic, like you know. Um, like spaceship games that would cost like $2 to play. And there's no way in hell I'd like throw $2 in the machine just to die like 10 seconds later. So and, that, that area there is like, um, it, I forget, I don't know the official, like the legit term, but like, it's like OSHA unapproved. So like OSHA came in and like said, guests cannot be in here. It's like, um, it's just not approved safety. Like it's a safety issue mm. is why they can't use it. Because of the architecture? Or yeah, like, yeah, it's like the building itself. It's just, uh, um, it's it's just not in on code. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. So it's basically because it was open for a while and they had to close it because it just didn't meet the OSHA codes. I guess that's what I was trying to say. Isn't like Captain EO? Didn't Captain EO? Wasn't Captain EO playing there? No, that's in the building next door. That's in the theater. Oh, that's okay. also was that closed? I think they use that as like a theater for previews now um mm. but yeah that, it's that whole area that whole tomorrowland area is just falling not, apart not good <laughs> how come they don't have they they didn't rebuild it during this pandemic time i figured they can no, they can fix all that it's very i think um so rumor is i don't i like i can't get in trouble for this because i don't even know if it's true or not it's just what i've heard um is that tomorrowland's going to be um like tackled next um as like a big disneyland project because they wanted to do um get galaxy's edge in and then you know and then the, the rumor was is that so um star tours has been on and off the table back and forth so like it's like oh no we're getting rid of it or you know we're keeping it we're moving it but we're keeping it so i don't even know what stage that's at now because it's just like i feel like it was like a monthly thing where it was like oh no we're keeping it but I mean, it doesn't make sense keeping it, but what else are you going to put there? So it's like this weird, like conundrum of like, okay, well, a lot of people go on it. 
and nothing else is there to replace it but also star wars is over there too so it feels weird being here so it's just it's all those weird uh back and forth i know. love star tours i actually like the last time you and i went to the park um scott we went on star tours and they had updated the cinematics to incorporate some of the latest trilogy very call into it and i'm just kind of and i think it would be a crying shame to 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 lose that but i also agree that like you know they should just like expand a little bit more of star wars land of galaxy's edge and put you know star tours in there yeah like it's i i like star tours better than the than the smugglers run which is the millennium falcon ride um right. I, I think it's a better experience i think it's more movement it's just more of a fun thing mm -hmm. but Luke, but it's it's too bad the pandemic is here because um that that second ride that opened at galaxy's edge um yeah i know i know that, everyone that, like creams in their jeans over it <laughs> <laughs> and, you know what? and i and i told you this like like honestly that attraction at, like by itself is mm -hmm. better than any of the movies that it's based on like mm. wow it's a, it's a weird thing because usually it's the opposite, right? Usually you have a great movie and like the attraction, like ET or whatever, like the attraction yeah. comes out as like ask Universal Studios. It's <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, everything. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's kind of a shame. At least I mean that's my opinion. And so I, how's how's Disney World compared to Disneyland? At least the Star Wars part. Are they this exactly the same? Yeah, they're they're exactly the same. Oh, okay. The only difference is. Um, so the only difference is like um, the paint, the paint scheme. So like Disneyland is more of a, a darker gray uh, with the overall paint scheme. And then um, Disney World has more of a reddish tone. But like even the architecture, where everything is, is, is completely all the same. Wow. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. So, okay. So that's, there's no advantage going to like cross country to Disney World. No. And, uh, Weren't oh, they wow. open for okay. a while? It's Florida. They're probably open right now. Yeah, open. Aren't they open? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they, they don't have you working for, to do projects for Florida? No. It, like I said, it's all... I, so Florida's open. Um, Hong Kong is open. And I think Japan is open. And I think I, I think we're the only one not open. Well, it's because we're fucking idiots. But, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I, I could be wrong, but I think we are the only resort not open um wow yeah i'm surprised they don't have you back kind of like slaving away at like you know other projects like you know around the world right now i know it, it well i think a, a lot of things have been uh put on hold there are projects that were so like um for example uh avengers campus um before the pandemic they were they were in construction um in California Adventure, so projects like that mm. that are that have um, already kind of started construction, like all those people are back online. So like all the construction workers, uh, WDI folks that are involved with those projects, um, they're back online. But I think all of the all of the smaller projects, or even projects that are um, sort of blue sky, or even maybe above blue sky a little bit, those are all. What does blue sky mean? Just like uh, like the idea phase of like um. we're doing a project, but you're you're like actually um, getting all the designs and ideas together wow. and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. So well, wait, if, 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 if given the opportunity, would you bail on your job and do toys and figures and 
go the indie toy route? If I could afford to, I would. <laughs> you guys know toys don't make crap. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't. I wasn't sure if uh, you loved your job enough, or if that's like, no way, I wouldn't leave it. No, you know? I, if I had, if I were in the, so if I were in the position to, uh, you know, it's tough because there is that. There is the the side that there's the sort of like, uh, you know, I've been there for 21 years. There's, I have the, some autonomy there um, and some, you know, so there's like that side of it where I feel like I'm, I'm safe at that job where with the toy thing, it's like, well, who knows what's going to happen, um, you know, with that. And it's all freelance. Join the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> this, this side's definitely less uh, stressful, I can tell you that. I mean, it's weird because like the pandemic, like I feel like, I feel like I'm the only one that's not like completely anxious ridden. Like I'm like, I'm good. Like I'm, what are you guys, what's wrong with you guys? Having a good time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, getting unemployment checks is kind of nice as well. Right. But I think it's, yeah, I think it's being at home because I, I'm, I love being at home. Um, I, I love working by myself, which is sort of challenging being at Disney too is, um, you're working with people and and sometimes it's hard to doing doing that when you want to be especially for creative types i mean like i i just don't think a lot of people because i where i work it's like we have creatives we have business-minded people number crunchers like all that and i you know creative people are you have to get into a zone to like be able to to create like you can't be constantly interrupted you, you, you have to be able to focus and I can do that here. I don't have to worry about people constantly coming in my cubicle, you know, because they're bored and they want to check that. So it's, it's things like that. And I think that honestly, the, the most stressful part of my job at Disney is, is dealing with that. And I think a lot of people, I'm, I'm over it because I've been there for 21 years, but I think there are a few people that don't like me or think I'm an asshole because I'm, jetting past them in the hall because I'm trying to get back to my desk or I don't want to chit chat um, outside my cubicle. Um, but it's just like, yeah, I've just gotten into that mode where it's like, I don't, I'm sorry. Like I have to work. And you know, a lot of people I work with, it's like they're sending emails and they're just waiting on replies. So what are they going to do in the meantime? And, and we're not like that. So. Bug Scott. Bug Mr. Tolson. <laughs> Look at Scott's toys. Don't Touch play. his Hulk. Don't play with my toys. Don't come in my cubicle. Just leave me alone. I'll call you. How about that? I'll call you. <laughs> well, you have a. You don't have an office. I thought you were like you know. You'd think that like art direction would mean like you know you have a, you know. Nah, we're all. We're, well, the only people that have offices um, are like executive executives. Mm. So. Open floor plan. Yeah. Um, 2020. That, yeah. It's that Get long. COVID now because if it's an open floor plan, <laughs> yeah. go back to the offices. That's safer. I can't wait to go back to the offices and like all the cubicles like have like these like, yeah. like corrugated, um, you know, shelving over the top of it, like all sealed off. We have to nice. wear like suits to go in. Uh, <laughs> but that's the thing is I don't even think with my job, uh, even if we're called back next month, like I'm pretty sure the option if it, if it even is an option, I think it'll be mandatory. Like, Hey, if you can work home, you're working at home. So I think even though, even if I go back to work, I'm still going to be here, which is kind of fun. I, I still like that. I mean, I would work from home all the time. Mm -hmm. I could. Oh, sure. Alrighty. Awesome. 
It has been <laughs> an hour and 41 minutes, guys. We, we have, made it. you know. We made it. We've cleared And that's the, a good uh, way to, that yeah. was actually a really nice way to end to me. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You know, it's like, stay home, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Stay home. <laughs> Wear your mask. Don't be an asshole. Yep. Yep. Uh, even if you even if you think it's a hoax, wear it for the people around you who for their yeah. Just wear it for their wear wear it because they believe it, even if it's yeah. fake. Yeah. You know. Even if it's yeah. fake, just be. It's fake, but just wear the mask because it looks cool. You yeah, know, yeah. it feels good. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I like I like my my mask it, photos so much more than. And I it's like. not like you know most of everybody's that good looking. The mask helps you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Completely. Get like especially mask. those especially those. The Karens and the weird dudes Kens, I guess you'd call it, and all the, yeah. the 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 weird Orange County people that are all like anti-mask. Put the mask on; you look a lot better. Man, I swear, yeah. you don't look so good without it. That's that's for sure. Oh man, I'm yeah, watching. I see think- too many YouTube videos, and I'm just like, or too many Reddit videos where I'm just like, oh no, like. Well, just think if you're a Karen, just think of all the money you'll save on makeup. You know, you just put the mask on. <laughs> there right? you go. Yeah. Yeah, man. See. Yeah, ladies. You know. Yeah. I'll pitch in. Be good I'll to buy yourself. you a mask. Go I will ahead. buy you a mask. If you're a Karen, I'll buy you a mask. How's that? I'll be a Karen. Okay, I'll buy you a mask. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. There you go. Awesome. Hey, oh wait. Beforehand, where do people find you, Scott? Oh, so uh, for anything toy related, uh, drops, releases, uh, like where I'm at in the process of toy designing, whatever. Uh, Instagram is the best place to go, and uh, it's at Mr. Scott Tolleson on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, but it's just I don't really do much there. And then Facebook is just a goofy thing for me. You can you can find me on there. It's just Scott Tolleson, but I'm just posting funny memes and family pictures <laughs> and, and making fun of other people. Um, I don't. That's really the best part. Yeah, yeah, I don't take Facebook seriously because uh, it's kind of a. It's kind of my favorite place to go nowadays, just because it's not like work related at all. True. Like, you know, like I just yeah. go there. I just go there for the lulls, you know. Yeah. If you don't treat it like that, I just go there for the means and the and the laughs. But you know, I I recently, sorry, uh, gone. I've been uh, going through TikTok recently, and I know it's like way mm-hmm. under like where I should be. But it's it's fascinating. If you're curious about just like sort of what our gen- younger generation is up to, I oh yeah. I would definitely go and, and check it out because uh, there's, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, but this might be the end of times. <laughs> <laughs> I like TikTok, actually. I think TikTok, oh, I, I, like, I like TikTok as long as it stays on TikTok. I just hate seeing TikTok on um, Instagram. It's kind of like, dude, keep your TikToks in your TikTok or like just transfer to your Instagram live so I don't have to fucking like, you know, see you like, do your dumbass dance, K-pop dance routine, you know, and um, you know, you know, I don't care how cute you are, you know. Like, there's a lot of like, you know, uh, uh, friends that I like, really cute friends that I'm following that like, you know, will just repo, repo, uh, post them doing dumb TikTok routines, and I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. But who are the, who are these friends of yours, Luke? Um, I'm not going to call anyone out. Oh. <laughs> well, but you know, but if you're hearing this. And this is something you do. You know who you're, you you know who I'm talking about. All of yeah. all of Luke's Gen Z friends, right? Yeah, basically. All your your millennial and Gen Z friends. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. You know that like love doing pop music fucking dance routines. Like no, thank you. Like you know, just continue posting like you know, 
fun little selfies, you know, just, just, just do what you're, you're good with on Instagram. And then like, you know, post it on your lives, your Instagram lives. That's, that's fine. You know, fine. everything's fine. You guys, the pandemic, it's all fine. It's all fine, man. We're all good. All, fine. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Cool. Well, thank thanks you for having me, guys. It was, thanks so much. Fun. Yeah. Thank well, you, Scott. Bye. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Take care. Uh, all right. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.